This is Bigger Pockets Daily, kicking off your Monday with a daily dose of real estate information and education. The article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on Bigger Pockets, but you can't read the blog when you're walking the dog or browsing the MLS. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. The Changing Face of America's Renters and What It Means for Investors by G. Brian Davis. Rewind 20 years. What did renters look like back then? If you thought of the cast of Friends, but poorer, you weren't wrong. Historically, renters have been young and single with low to mid incomes and typically less education than their homeowning counterparts. But over the last decade, while the rest of the world was busy hyper-focusing on millennials, something happened. The demographics among renters shifted. And not how you'd expect, either. So here's how the face of American renters changed over the last decade, and, of course, what it means for real estate investors. When did renters get so old, anyway? Rent Cafe ran some interesting numbers from the Census Bureau, analyzing how U.S. renters as a group have changed over the last decade or so. The number of renters aged 55 and over exploded by 28% in that period. But renters under 35? Yeah, they grew by little more than a tenth of that. A meager 3%. That's nearly 2.5 million new rental households among the over 55 crowd. And what about middle-aged types? 
renters aged 35 to 54. They're smack in the middle, growing by 14%. Nor are these empty nesters and seniors just tooting around the suburbs in their Buicks and Cadillacs. In cities, renters older than 55 grew by 21%. On the other hand, young urban renters under 35 only increased by 6%. That's especially impressive given that baby boomers and millennials are similar-sized generations with about 75 million apiece. Renters became better educated. Nearly all of the growth among renters has been driven by those with at least some college education. The number of U.S. renters with a bachelor's degree or higher shot up by 23%. Renters with some college or equivalent grew by 17%. But renters with a high school diploma or less? They only grew by 1%. Well, duh. More Americans are getting diplomas today than 10 years ago, you may say. Well, sure, fine. But the growth of college graduates alone can't account for this shift in renter demographics. About one-third, 33.4%, of American adults have a bachelor's degree today. That's higher than the 28% we saw a decade ago, but still not enough to explain this explosion of better-educated renters. DINK. Double income, no kids. <laughs> Anyone else find that acronym a bit obnoxious? I digress. The greatest growth in renters hasn't come from those squirrely millennials who insist on waiting longer to get married, those kids. Quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> Growth among unmarried renters has actually been the slowest of all groups. 10%. The number of U.S. renters with children grew by 14%, but married couples with no children? They grew by a peppy 21%. Those dinks. Couples with no children made up the largest spike in renters in both urban and suburban areas, jumping 16% in cities and a huge 33% in the burbs. Let's talk suburbanization. Again, I raised some eyebrows when I argued that the U.S. stands poised for a second wave of suburbanization in a previous post, while cities certainly saw growth in renter population from 09 to 15, the suburbs actually saw more. A lot more, I might add. Growth of suburban renters outpaced urban renters in every age bracket, and in some cases by more than triple speed. The renter resurgence of single-family homes. The suburbanization movement can be seen in the rise in popularity among single-family rentals. According to the Urban Institute, at the time of this podcast, single-family rentals now make up 35% of the 44 million rental housing units in the U.S. That's up from 31% just 10 years ago. If those numbers don't impress you, consider the rates of growth. The U.S. has added single-family rentals at a significantly faster pace than either multifamily rental units or single-family homes for sale since the Great Recession. How much faster, you may ask? Over the past three years, growth in single-family rentals has clocked in around 30% annually, compared with roughly 15% for multifamily rental units. And single-family homes for sale? They spent seven years declining, reversing that trend only last year. It may seem like long ago now, with housing prices having climbed so quickly over the past few years, 
but the story of the Great Recession was one of moving away from homeownership and of accidental landlords who were unable to sell. So what's behind these demographic changes in renters anyway? Why are more older, higher-income, better-educated Americans renting rather than owning? Low inventory is uh, one challenge, of course. Housing inventory for sale across the U.S. continues hovering at 20-year lows at around 4.2 months' supply, and that's averaged across the U.S. and includes many slower, low-demand regions. And around popular urban areas with plenty of jobs, inventory is even scarcer. Nor is that inventory even meeting buyers' demands. New construction heavily favors luxury homes for their higher margins, creating an enormous shortage of starter homes. Then there's the fact that prices are rising faster than rents. Zillow's home price index rose 6.9% over the past year, while their rent index only rose 1.6%. Still, it's not all about low supply and high prices. Fewer Americans even want to buy a home. Many were just burnt out, burnt so badly, I should say, during the housing crisis, or saw their parents burned so badly that they just no longer consider owning a home as part of the American dream. And perhaps older adults are onto something. Who wants to stress about home maintenance or landscaping in retirement? Maybe they've decided that outsourcing home care, repairs, and maintenance is worth paying a certain premium. If renting was once the purgatory of the young and lower income, it's now become a lifestyle choice. Implications for real estate investors. Let's take a look at that. So what can real estate investors and landlords take away from these trends? First, don't write off middle-aged or senior demographics as uninterested in your rentals. Older adults come with plenty of advantages for landlords, such as being more stable than younger renters and more likely to stick around your property longer and take care of it better. Consider marketing your rental properties specifically to retirees, as they can make excellent renters. Second, keep an open mind about lease option agreements too. A lot of renters just maybe want to buy at a certain point, but they're just not ready yet. A lease option agreement will let you sell your property for full market value without having to pay a realtor's commission and offers an incentive for renters to treat your property with kid gloves while they're renting it. Third, if you focus primarily on multifamily properties, don't dismiss single-family homes as rentals. There's plenty of demand for them as rentals, even as they continue to appreciate in value. They're easier to sell for top dollar when the time comes to exit and liquidate. Lastly, with higher-income Americans choosing to rent, it means greater potential for premium rents if you provide higher-demand amenities. Whether that means smart home tech, private parking, or even hot tubs, Plenty of mid- and higher-income Americans are happy enough to hand over rent money for the right property. Congratulations! You just got smarter and one step closer to reaching your real estate investing goals. You know what else will make you smarter? Setting up keyword alerts in your Bigger Pockets profile. Go to Account Settings, Alerts, and set up alerts for the market or strategy you're interested in. For example, Turnkey or Kansas City. You're guaranteed to connect with like-minded investors who share similar goals. Want to hear more Bigger Pockets daily? Check out some older episodes you missed. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow.